This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Kia ora, I'm Hugh and you're listening to my quasi-weekly podcast, Hugh's Featured Tracks. This is a look back at the tracks that I've featured over the last week or so of morning shows on the Manawatu People's Radio, Te Reo Irirangi Ongatangata o Manawatu. Without further ado, let's hear the first of those tracks. Kia ora, we are back. It is 2022 and this is the first uh, featured music spot of the new year. Um, I trust everyone had a safe and acceptably happy break. Um, what I'm going to be doing over the next week or two is working through the backlog of music, f- largely from new tracks compilations that I had stored up by the time that the end of year madness hit last year and I stopped being able to deal with uh, this featured music spot in any sensible way. Uh, and kicking things off for that, we have Reb Fountain. Now, Reb Fountain, I've played a few times because I am consistently impressed by her. I saw her uh, at the Wellington Folk Festival some years ago when she was touring uh, as a kind of um, one woman in her acoustic, semi-acoustic guitar uh, folk singer-songwriter type act. And I was very impressed with her songwriting and her stage presence then. The thing that I've heard on the, the tracks that have come out from this new album of hers, which is called Iris, uh, is a lot more experimentation with sonic palette, a lot more electronic and electric elements. Um, the distinction there being uh, electric instruments uh, are ones what you plug in but you still play and electronic elements is more uh, things which are sequenced via MIDI or, or um, purely synthetic rather than having any kind of analog electric component to them. This what, What's still there though is this real um, confidence in terms of songwriting and willingness to let things kind of be messy and out, and sit outside of of comfortable boundaries. So what you hear on this album is definitely got some folk influences, uh but it also sits reasonably comfortably on the the label where it's landed which is Flying Nun, of course the label uh most famous for its association with the uh um, massive uh, New Zealand indie rock boom um, in the 1980s. The um, the song that I'm going to play you now is uh, the title track, and uh, the whole album has. It's not necessarily like a concept album, but there's kind of a, a recurring theme of uh of classics and particularly the gods and goddesses of ancient Rome and Greece and uh Iris is is a minor a minor uh deity in that sense but it gives gives her name both to the album uh and to the song so here you go kicking things off for 2022 this is Reb Fountain with Iris <laughs> Thank you. 
Like it was endless summer nights spent with you by my side. I could pretend you'd always be my lover. When you said I was your Venus, you lied. A look for the taking, close enough to see me in your eyes. Love was only ever.
There's a meme currently doing the rounds on social media to the effect that punks are nice people pretending to be mean and hippies are mean people pretending to be nice, which contains more truth than I would like to admit as someone who, for a significant portion of my life, aspired to hippiedom. One of the ways I think that that comes through is the way in which uh, music made by people who kind of aspire to higher cosmic wisdom can be kind of self-important. It tends to take itself very seriously and and is often a bit kind of empty philosophically uh, in terms of what it considers to be important you know it's all it's all well and good to have high and noble goals but those have to actually impact your behavior in order to be in any way worthwhile the flip side of that with punk i think is the way in which uh, punk is often willing to simultaneously be very serious and uh, also ridiculously goofy you know bands will uh, in the same set play songs which are um, biting political critique regardless of how necessarily coherent that critique is. It's definitely uh, savage and uh, and entirely sincere. And that'll be next to a song um, with a name like Babies Are Jerks or um, – anyway – My point is that I think the willingness of punk to be goofy right next to being uh, satirical or uh, straightforwardly aggressive about their concerns in life is one of its great strengths. Um, And it's yet another reason to love the young New Zealand band Sit Down in Front. I played their single Don't Drink Bleach, um, which is – uh, an entirely straightforward counterblast to the um, miracle mineral syndrome. Uh, sorry, miracle mineral solution uh, alternative health trend. If you're not uh, aware of this, miracle mineral solution is simply bleach, um, which has been. Uh, touted as a cure for a wide variety of medical ills, including, and I I don't know how uh, deeply these guys researched the topic, but um, it's particularly cogent critique coming from Sit Down in Front because part of the mindset of the sort of bleachers medicine crowd is the idea that you can prevent things like disability by just eating the right foods and thinking the right thoughts um, which is a way of coming around to the the name sit down in front is a reference to the fact that the front man of the band uh, is a wheelchair user so he literally in fact does sit down in front uh, when they are performing So anyway, I was really impressed by Don't Drink Bleach. Uh, The band have a new single which has been doing very well in lots of places, as I said yesterday. This is me uh, catching up on stuff I missed when the end of year madness came in uh, and playing things I didn't get a chance to play but still wanted to. One of the other things that I really like is seeing people who've kind of become an institution in New Zealand music uh, genuinely going out of their way to help others, and I kind of feel like that's what's happening here. This song is called Pixie Caramel. Uh, It refers to a particular chewy confection, um, 
and the uh, protagonist of the song's frustration at their inability to find any at their local dairy. Um, that's kind of what I'm talking about, about punk's willingness to be completely goofy. Tikitani contributes uh, a rap verse, um, which is neat. Um, and also does a very kind of Taika Waititi as Hitler-ish role um, as the head of a firing squad about to execute the band in the music video, which you will remember if you're as old as I am, um, none of the kids in the band are that old. So I'm I'm slightly mystified as to how they got the ad. But anyway, uh, Pixie Caramel used to be uh, marketed as, as an incredibly long-lasting chew and the... Uh, the ad which is kind of burned into the cultural consciousness of New Zealand clearly um, features a man about to be executed by firing squad who foils them by the expedient of asking for a, a pixie caramel as his last request, at which point it takes so long to chew it that everybody else gives up and goes home. Uh, they kind of play with with that ad without ever quite arriving at it, but that's clearly the thing they're gesturing at in the music video. Anyway, this is just infectious good fun um, in the way that the best punk is. Uh, and uh, I hope you dig it. Here is Sit Down in Front featuring Tikitane with uh, Pixie Caramel.
if I think about contemporary political music um, from my early teens, of course, this is the age before the, uh, I would say, less coherent but more expressive uh, music from people like Rage Against the Machine kind of became a thing. Um, the most kind of inescapable political music that I heard uh, just kind of in the ether around me as I was uh, as I was maturing into teenagehood would have been Midnight Oil. They were one of these bands who were just kind of everywhere um, and they were one of the one of the points at which kind of overtly leftist um, social justice political music became kind of mainstream enough to break through. I'm sure there were more uh, more ideologically pure bands out in the world, but I don't think that there were any who kind of hit that level of uh, of progressive sentiment and still managed to break through uh, to being kind of pop-ish mainstays, um, particularly coming as they do from Australia rather than from the US. Um, so Midnight Oil had a long and fairly illustrious career. Um, they took a pause while their frontman went off and became an actual politician for a while. Um, debatable how effective that is, uh, partly as a result of the way in which uh, Australian politics is uh, remarkably heavily controlled by um, extractive industries, let's call them, your, uh, your mining and your drilling, um, wield a huge amount of political weight because they control a huge amount of money same as it ever was, uh, and that makes it difficult for people with a green-type agenda to get things done. Anyway, uh, as I said a while back uh, when this started, I think the first of these singles came back, uh, came out two or three years ago now, um, Midnight Oil are kind of back. Um, there has been uh, a break from doing politics as a job and uh, the band have been summoned back together and are on form. They are, That's the cool thing. They don't seem to have... Uh, lost any of their earnestness or conviction. And as to how effective you think they are or how, um, how uh, successfully they can ever hope to live the kind of message that they put across, uh, you know, that's the perennial argument uh, about political art, isn't it? Um when there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, how can anyone who uh, lives in that space hope to critique it uh, effectively? I don't think that's a particularly interesting conversation to have because it kind of precludes anyone saying anything interesting in terms of politics ever um, without somehow uh, becoming a pure uh, platonic embodiment of the uh, of the ideals that they hope to espouse. I think the thing that is cogent here about Midnight Oil is that their concerns haven't been uh, frozen in amber. Something that you see 
with people whose politics are somewhat lefty um, and who are stuck in a regime where those politics have little chance of uh, meaningfully impacting the way that things are done is that they can kind of get stuck in the idea of returning to some halcyon period in the past in New Zealand. You find lefties who have this idea that you could somehow undo the uh, reforms of the 80s and 90s. In the UK, there's a sort of wish to return to the cult of personality around Tony Blair, um, which is a whole other kettle of whatever you put in kettles. Right now, I think the thing about Midnight Oil is that they're not sticking with their purely with their original concerns. They have those concerns still, but as the information evolves, so too does their critique of society. And to wit, here is their single, which is called Rising Seas. Every child, put down your toys and come inside to sleep. We have to look you in the eye And say we sold you cheap Let's confess we did not act With serious urgency So open up Floodgates to the rising
of the great things about doing this job is that people um, get in touch unsolicited and pitch you music and sometimes that music is kind of great in a way that you wouldn't expect and sometimes that leads to you having kind of an ongoing conversation with that person and you find other interesting things as a result. Um, For example, I uh, got some music unsolicited from a guy called Scott Common who has a variety of projects. Um, The three that we have things from on air are uh, the K1500 project, Dolphin Noir, and Mr. Muscovado Orange, which are all uh, solo band things, but... um, they kind of take different uh, approaches depending on what Scott feels like playing with uh, at any given time. Incidentally, if you'd like to hear a longer conversation that, that I had with him, you can find my podcast Reserved Recommendations on YouTube uh, and check out the uh, episode that I did with him about um, Andrew Falco. Falconius, I forget his surname. Anyway, uh, the guy behind uh, Christian Fitness and uh, Future of the Left and a number of other musical projects. Anyway, uh, on his recommendation, not to me in particular, but just kind of to the world at large because I follow Scott on Twitter now, um, I checked out this album called Hey There by Other, um, an entirely uh, mysterious Australian band. Um, All the information on the Bandcamp page is that Other is from Australia. Um, And uh, the album Hey There is uh, clearly like a a kind of a one or two person project. It, It has that. Uh, that kind of stamp on it. Um, the cover is a uh, a picture of like a, a portrait of a face with different amounts of like fake fur glued onto it to give the little man saying "Hey there." Different kinds of hair and facial hair. Um, Everything about it kind of screams one person doing this when they get the chance to, and. It's this fascinating kind of um, occasionally avant-garde, occasionally just kind of pop, um, micro-pop album. None of the songs are longer than two minutes. Most of them, well, uh, most of them are less than a minute and a half. This is the first track from the little EP, mini album, whatever you want to call it. Uh, It's called Having a Lie Down Before I Get to the Milk. Um, This is is the sort of thing I would like to be sent unsolicited, really. Uh, This is, it's genuinely unique, uh, not just because no one has ever had feelings before, but, you know, because there's something genuinely genuinely different happening here um and there is a concerted effort to kind of avoid a a cult of personality in a way that i find very interesting anyway um here is having a lie down before i get the milk if you want this album hey there uh it is available for pay what you want uh in fact no it is a free download um very, very bad behavior. Really, really, Mr. Other, you should put your stuff up uh, as pay what you want, and then people could choose to give you money if they want. Uh, the Bandcamp page is is others, I-S, others. 
www.bandcamp.com and Hey There is the most recent album came out in October 2021. Right now, here is the track, Having a Lie Down Before I Get the Milk. Of the New Zealand artists who have stuck around long enough and continued making work, uh, you know, at a, a sufficient level to be considered kind of legendary institutions, I think my favourite is probably Don McGlashan. Um, partly that's because I kind of like every phase of his career at least a little bit. I like the weird arty stuff that he did in um, Blam Blam Blam, uh, although occasionally Blam 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 gets a bit too abstruse for my personal taste. Uh, I like the front lawn. Um, I like, again, it's a weird, arty, very theatrical kind of project. Uh, as far as straight ahead rock and roll from uh, New Zealand, particularly in that uh, very distinctive kind of 90s alt rock style um the mutton birds are uh, a sadly underrated band internationally although i don't know that you'd call them under, uh, underrated uh within new zealand and all of his solo work has been great as well um in my opinion of course and i guess one of the reasons that i think that Don McGlashan is kind of persistently so interesting is that he's got a real um, art for for kind of a sneaky story song, a, a, a subtle story song, something that is not uh, a traditional story song in the sense of a country and western song, where you know it starts at the beginning and goes through the middle to get to the end, and you could you could write it all out as a short story uh, in the classic sense. More something where 
even if it is like straightforwardly a love song or or something like that, it's always kind of constructed as a as a narrative. Um, and I find that a very uh, engaging form for the song because it, it lets me kind of listen to it again and again and and pick out different bits of the narrative and it's more than just kind of a mood to float in for a little bit. Um, I think really good examples would be that uh, of that would be uh, your window and um, she's been talking from the mutton birds in particular. Anyway, uh, Don McGlashan has released a number of uh, solo singles of late. Um, on account of, he put out an album back in October of last year, uh, which was called Bright November Morning. Now, I haven't actually managed to listen to the whole album yet. Um, that's going to be my project after after this single. However, I did get a promo single from that album on the uh, on the new tracks compilation for October. That tells you how far behind myself I am at the moment. Uh, and the uh, the song's kind of cool because. One of the things that I think has kept the the kind of narrative approach with Don McGlashan's work is that he often works outside of uh, pure music. He's often got other stuff going on. So uh, The Front Lawn was conceived as a, a partially theatrical project. He's done a lot of scoring for films. He's done work with, with actors and theatrical groups and uh the from scratch uh, music ensemble and all kinds of uh, projects like that. Um, this song had its genesis in uh, some work for hire he did uh, for a kids TV series called Kerry and Lou, which if you are curious, um, you can watch on TVNZ on demand. It's like a claymation TV series about um little dinosaur prehistoric creatures. They're kind of like five-minute episodes for, I think, quite young children um, with a focus on kind of teaching people to get along with one another. Um, anyhow, he the, the assignment was that uh, they were talking about the idea that, that kids have a particular access to a sense of, uh, of living in the moment, which we can sometimes live uh, lose as adults. And uh, Harry Sinclair, who's the, the collaborator with whom Don formed The Front Lawn, and he were working on a song for the series. Uh, they had a, ended up with a one-minute song called How Did We Get to Right Now, which uh, is sung on the show by Jermaine Clement and Liv Tennant. But at the same time, he got the idea for this other song kind of working with the same mood, but instead turning it into a loud, trippy rock song. Um, and so this is what you get as the advanced single. If you like the uh, sound of it, you can find the album Bright November Morning. It's on all of the platforms that you get albums from. Uh, Don McGlashan is not a hard man to find uh, if you are interested in New Zealand music. Right now, here is the uh, single. It's called Now's the Place.
Listening to Hughes Featured Tracks, a quasi-weekly podcast put together from the tracks that I've featured over the last week or so of morning shows on Manawa Two People's Radio, Tereo Irangi Ongatangata or Manawa Two. If you'd like to listen to the backlog of episodes for this podcast, you can find them along with all of our other locally made shows at our website www.npr.nz. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the kiwi fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favorite show.